Hey guys, welcome to Soul Cleanse. If you are craving something that you don't even know what you're feeling anymore, if you're craving a shift in your life, in your mind, in your body, this is where you're supposed to be. You were brought here for a reason. You were brought here to understand your patterns, to move through things, to shift things in your life, and to really learn the tools to bring you into your highest potential of who you are meant to be. Let's dive into all the uncomfortable conversations and the gifts that are going to bring you closer to you. Hello, hello. Welcome, beauties. Oh my gosh. Every time I come onto this mic, I'm just full of gratitude. Just full of gratitude. Or even if I, if, if I, no, I still, even like when I'm, if I have some emotions to like cry on or acknowledge, it's just, I'm, I'm so grateful to be on this mic and have you guys listening to it on the other end. Just, it's so, so freaking cool. <sighs> so always with gratitude coming on to share the insights, share anything that comes up with you. Just always grateful for being here. But today I am bringing on one of my dear friends and, uh, oh gosh, I've been waiting to do this episode with her for a while now. And then we finally got it and just, oh, I just, I just adore, um, her so much. And she is a woman of many, many, many gifts. So if you feel called to go on to a journey with a psychic medium, grief coach, human design, astrology, everything that you could think of. Chatel is the woman for you. Highly, highly recommend her. Her energy is just vibrant. Oh, she's strong. She's electrifying. She's calming. She's funny. Um, she's so present with you. Um, gentle and uh, firm. And, 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 and such a, gosh, just, I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to, to know her and to have you guys listen to her. And then if also you feel called to reach out, um, this is why I, you know, have people come on. If you feel like there's someone on here that really, you know, touches on something within you reach out to these humans. These humans are here because they collectively love the inner work within themselves and who feel called to work with them. So that's why I have this podcast. That's why I bring people on. And I'm just, I'm grateful to share my friend and to share her gifts. And she will absolutely uh, be back on. So I have to set that back up. But Chatel, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on, sharing your insights, sharing your voice, sharing your love, um, for you to continuously listen to all the things since you were a little to wake you up and you continuously, you know, learn more and want to help. And just, oh, it's such, it's such a beautiful thing. And you are so deeply seen here and I adore you and love you so much. So guys, let's dive into all the beautiful gifts and see where this takes you and see where you're being called afterwards. And, um, that's all, that's all here. Right. So let's dive in to the incredible Chattel. 
Hello, hello. Welcome, Soul Divers. We're going to dive into an incredible, incredible woman today that is a dear friend of mine that uh, it's just been such a journey to just be in her energy. And we have never actually connected in person, but I know that our souls have just like vibes so beautifully together. And uh, oh God, I'm going to get emotional. I just remember the first time I saw you, like when I saw you when we were, you know, with the, in Selena's event. And uh, oh, I just knew that one day that we would connect. I remember I was just like looking at you and I was like, okay, we're, we're going to connect. And I don't know how, and I don't know what, but you just always know when souls are meant to connect. So it's just so incredible to have you on. And I'm just so grateful to have you on soul cleanse and you guys get ready for a fucking treat here. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I have a Chattel story and uh, a woman of incredible, incredible, unbelievable gifts. Like what a super human, super woman, like all the things like you, <laughs> when I was like looking at everything, how to describe you, I'm like, you're a medium, you do astrology or a grief coach or do human design and you're a mother and so many different so many things that just my soul kind of... chose a full lifetime that's for yeah sure. yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for having me on and I think we you know that introduction uh, thank you you're so sweet um I felt the same way and I think it would be interesting to tell your listeners how we met so we were on an online this is during COVID it was yes. a business conference um <laughs> with our dear our, uh, friend my coach currently selena gray and uh you were on the screen and i was actually in person because it was in edmonton alberta mm -hmm. canada and i remember seeing you on the screen and i just loved your energy right away i'm like i need to know who this delightful human being was and what got me number one was your really thoughtful shares number two your smile I think your smile was first really your thoughtful shares but your energy right it's really all of that and then the third was your dancing like we had dance-offs and dancing in between <laughs> things to keep the energy up and Dylan's dancing has just been one of the things that I often like think about and remember about her you know, one of the things that I absolutely love about Dylan is that you move through grief and dis, you know, ease in your life in terms of, you know, things that you're going through, through movement and through mm -hmm. the movement of the body. And that's one of the things I really admire about you because it's not something I inherently do well. So mm -hmm. I see that in you and I see how you like really share that with your clients, with your audience, with anyone who touches your life. Like it's just, I'm in awe of your gifts. So oh. it is just, you inspire me to move, which um, I can't say that for many people. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, thank oh you my gosh. for that wonderful Gosh, thank you so much. Thank you for that. Hmm. You're welcome. I've, I've learned a lot from movement. We, we, go, we are able to really access different parts of ourselves when we really move the body because it just it doesn't matter how much I've noticed, like I talk about or anything. I'm like, I have to, I have to get this like energetically out through the body and it mm -hmm. digests in a totally different way. And it's delicious and really hard. 
<laughs> I think people don't understand like your body is a vessel for your spirit. It is a vessel for your energy. And so if you're not moving that energy out, especially in grief, hard times, even happiness, right? We want to dance, yeah. we want to move it out and grief and depression tends to, and they're two different emotions, but they tend to rigidity, like to, to stiffen, to want to just stay in place and try to like weather the storm. And if you can move, you know, that vitality through your body, like I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about how, um, I think it's Andrew Solomon is the author that coined this phrase mm. that, um, the opposite of depression is vitality. So that movement and vitality is like, it is moving stagnant energy. So what you do is so, so potent and so important. And we are meant to move this body. And it's, it's so often I forget that because <laughs> I sit and help clients through my psychic mediumship, through astrology, through human design, through grief counseling. Yes. You know, it's not inherently a moving type of activity that we do. So, yes. That's going to be your next certification. We'll get you into like Zumba. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, before we start our journey today, I always have our, my guests uh, set an intention on something that you would love to release today. And if you feel open to sharing that, that'd be great. But I also honor if you want to keep that into release in terms of like something I'm holding on to in my life or mm -hmm. Hmm. you'd like to release in your life or release into this conversation um, I think something that I'd like to release into this conversation and it's just coming dropping in and it's meant obviously if it's dropping in from spirit it's meant for your listeners is that we don't have to do it alone and I uh, so often in my hmm. life I have done so much I've been hyper independent and that comes from my childhood and my emotional um, the way that I was brought up, you know, emotional wounds of the past, I wouldn't quite call it trauma, but I think in some circles it would be trauma because it's what happened inside of me is that I became the caregiver for everyone around me. And so that, that permeates through a lot of who I am. So oftentimes I will kind of go inward, even though I'm processing, it is something that I, I love connection. I love community. I'm an extrovert by nature. Uh, <laughs> if you meet me, I'll hug you. And I want to yeah. say we haven't met yet, but I a hundred percent know we will meet one day. And that that doing it alone piece has been something that I notice not only in the clients that I have, but in so many of us that have just learned to just be super independent because we don't have anyone that we can depend on or can support us. So calling in support has been actually my my mantra for the last half of this year is to allow in support, call in that support and allow people to want to work with me. Like even when you said, you know, you we got to get you on the podcast. I'm like, if it works out. Sure. However, like <laughs> to call that in or to say, I would love to be on your podcast. It feels yeah. weird for me. It feels like I'm asking for something. And oftentimes when I asked, even as a child, I was told no. So I just stopped asking. So mm. that's something for me has been something I've been navigating more of is to allow in more support. I'm not doing this by myself and nor do I want to, I want to, I want to yeah, do it yeah. with people. I want us all to rise together and it's not my natural operating system. So I have to constantly work. We sort of talked before we got on the, the recording mm -hmm. about working opposite your nervous system. It's not easy. It's not inherently natural because you're so operating in this other way, which is a trauma response. And mm -hmm. so that is something I'm calling in and releasing is doing it by myself. 
and releasing mm-hmm. that need to be by myself that I can do it with others. And, and entrepreneurship is inherently a, a kind of a lone wolf kind of thing, but I'm not a lone wolf. Like I'm always in a coaching group. I'm always got partners. I've always got people that I'm working with. So it's not my natural operating system. We're naturally wired for connection. And that's why I love what human design and astrology shows us that we yeah. are really, we, we can't be all the things we have to connect to other people to fill in those parts of our design and our chart. So that's mm. what I'm releasing. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And can I ask you, what have you learned about yourself asking for more support? Is that it's like I said, not my natural operating system. So when I'm doing things and I just recently lost a key member of my team in my business and um, my propensity is to not only save that money, do it all myself, but Mm. I'm finding myself enjoying my business less and less and less as I do so. So in calling in that support, I'm really calling in an integrator to help me with my launches, with my marketing, you know, all that stuff. It's so weird because that was not something I was going to talk about, but I feel I just heard spirit say if someone's listening might be your person. So if someone's listening to this podcast and that's what they're doing, or they're getting started on that and they're very tech savvy because they, I do use a lot of different technologies and software in my business, then I would love to talk to them, hear from them, see if we're a fit. So it's, um, I think what I've learned, sorry, what was your original question? (laughs) (laughs) What, what you've learned about yourself asking for more support that I have to go against my natural pattern of Mm -hmm. doing it by myself. And so I can notice it now. I see myself doing it. So even in this, you know, loss of my beautiful integrator, I've been like, well, I could just do it myself and I could farm those out to different people, but I'm literally just limping by. And so in order to really ascend to the next level in my business and help more people and create the movement I desire that requires support. So I'm, I'm calling in someone for that and releasing that need and just noticing those urges to continue to do things by myself and take on Mm -hmm. these and do more and more and more. I'm not interested in that. You know, you deserve to support. Yes. And we all. Yes. Right? And we I all. Feel like that's yes. for everyone listening yes. too, is that you deserve support and calling that in is not just a passive calling in, you know, manifestation. So I'm also a manifestation coach. Add that to the <laughs> toolkit. Yes. Um, is that you're not, you're not just sitting there and going, I want to win the lottery. I want support. I'm calling in support from the universe and doing nothing right? It's mind, body, spirit. So it's then the actual act of saying, I'm looking for, do you know somebody? Hey, would you like to, you know, hop on a call that? Mm -hmm. So the actual asking and putting it out into the world in a tangible, practical, logical way. And then the, the, the body piece of that is also noticing how my body feels when I have to do that, because that feels hard. It feels like it's like, I've got to ask for that. Right. Versus, oh, it's just flowing in and it feels light and and move the body. Right. Move the body. (laughs) It keeps coming up till I'm like, I swear I was watching, I was listening to a podcast that I really love for astrology. And one of the things that she was saying for my sign and what's happening for me in September is I need to move my body. And I was like, I hear you. I'll get back to the gym. The universe just drops it in constantly until you listen, right? Yeah. (laughs) It has to scream at us sometimes. Like, okay. (laughs) For humans, we need the screaming, unfortunately. Yes. Um, Three to four words emotionally who you were before you got into 
all this work? Oh, um, I was business. Like, I think that's the word business. I was driven. I, w- I mean, I'm still driven, but in a different way. Um, really control, you know, a lot of it was about control in my life, being driven, very business oriented, climbing the ladder. Um, I I literally was doing everything for everyone in my life at that point. So it is just mm. who I've inherently always been a helper, but turned up too loud, which was I think who I was before I came on this journey of awareness was I'm going to rise to the top. I'm going to retire CEO of a company or a VP yeah. of purchasing. My background is purchasing and, uh, and sales is what I went into afterwards after I had my children. So yeah, it's, it, I'm an achiever, right? Mm. That's my, that was my badge. I'm an achiever and I achieve to receive. And I, I didn't realize that at the time I just did it. It was who I was. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about uh, how three to four words, how are you are now? Oh, flow, uh, <laughs> relaxed. Well, yeah, I would say even relaxed. Like even recently we had a bit of a financial crunch and my husband's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, it's all good. Like, just keep doing what we're doing. Solutions <laughs> are going to present. Like, and, and can we change our habits? Right. So it's yeah. not just passive. There is, you know, activity, but it comes from a place of like optimism. Now, I think that's the difference, right? I used to be, so someone used to say, you're so a glass half full person. I'm like, no, I'm a realist. That was what ah. I, that's how I, I would say I was, a, and that's such a Virgo in where I'm a Virgo. So that Virgo <laughs> word of I'm a realist, right? I'm practical. I see things as is. And now I actually see things as opportunity and optimistic. And, and that's my sun sign. My moon sign is Sagittarius, which is this optimistic, you know, looks to the wild blue yonder, what can be and what are the possibilities? And yeah. I feel like I'm embodying that part of myself more so in balance with still the practical and the, the doing thing but I am more optimistic and I, I see the opportunity for lessons in all things. Now it's the weirdest Mm. thing that even where, um, recently I had someone close to me who's going through dating, finally open to dating was scammed on a dating site by a a fake dude who uh, was trying to get, get her into cryptocurrencies and trying to take her money. And she was devastated. And I'm like, yay for getting out there and dating. And she's like, (laughs) because I broke my heart. And I'm like, and you weren't open to even being in another relationship until now. Like, how amazing is that? And you were so close. You were very close to your target. This guy was hot. He was like to travel, all the things. I mean, who knows if that's true? But it gave right. her hope again. <laughs> yeah. It gave her hope again. And I was like, this is the this was the reason this happened. Right. I almost I'm always looking for meaning in things, I think, because it just feels like nothing is happening. Um, by accident or the world isn't trying to get you down it's actually you know the universe is always conspiring in your favor so yeah I think that's the main difference now is I see opportunity in all things I love that that's really good (laughs) quite a bit of a difference of a shift there quite a bit of a difference it's what happens when you allow allow and surrender and flow with the universe like all the you know when I go into my readings especially so I do psychic um, mediumship, um, psychic mediumship tarot. And when I go into those readings, I don't have a clue what's going to come in. I don't have any idea. I don't know the person I'm reading for. I actually prefer it. And I just go in blind and allow spirit and allow my own intuition to, you know, tap into what's happening for you and bring that to the fore. And it always works out. I don't Mm. have to control it. Right. And I think that's why I love those kinds of readings because it's like, 
I'm just showing up and, and serving whatever way your soul needs it the most. So, and I think that was one of the things I had to learn as well is that I want to give you what you, what you need, but yeah. you don't always know what you need. You think you need this, but then you actually need yeah, your soul's need is something different. So I'll always always say in the beginning of my readings is that you're gonna get what you need today, but it's not always gonna be what you think you want. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, okay. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and there's that still that people pleaser in me. That's like, I'm sorry. I really want to give you what you want, um, but in the end, I know they get exactly what they need to move forward. So. Yeah. I mean, sometimes what we, we need is really not what, what we need. Like, it's like, we try to block it. Like I want this, but that's actually not what we really, like, we know what we, what we actually want and what we need more. If we look within, I think that we, we know, but we get stubborn. We're like, but I want that. And it's like, do you actually like really, 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 if you look within more and it's like, ah, shit, probably I I know, but I would like that. But I just think that that we get kind of stubborn into that that thought process when we think that we want that. And here's an example of that. I had a client and I'll not using any names. I'm going to keep it very general and because uh, of privacy and, and confidentiality is really important in my business. And so I had um, a reading for someone who was going through a divorce. I didn't know that it was a complete, it was a terror mm-hmm. reading. It was completely um, psychic. No, he wanted a, me- a mediumship reading. And um, I said, well, it's a mixture of psychic and mediumship. So we were going through it and um, he wanted to hear from someone very specific. I could feel that. And that person did not come through in the reading. I could feel that because he was disappointed. So I knew it wasn't the person he wanted, but what was coming through is that he was going through a divorce and he didn't tell me anything. And he's one of these like non-believers, which you know I love those people too. <laughs> and so they're just like, he's like, I said, you're, uh, I'm aware of a relationship issue in your life. And he's like, yeah. And I said, oh, and I feel like your wife served you divorce papers. He's like, yeah. <laughs> very resistant, right? Like every guy yeah, was like, I mm-hmm. don't want to go here. And I said, if you were coming to see me, what your soul needs is going to come forward first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and how are you going to hide from a psychic? So I did, you know, so I said, well, you're, and your wife has served you papers and you are desperately hoping that she's going to take those back or that you can fix something. And I'm here to say that is not going to happen. She is already moving on and it is time for you to accept that this is the end of this relationship. And you're so committed to commitment that there's no way you would have ever ended this relationship. And he's like, never, never would I have ended this relationship. And I said, exactly. So her soul has decided it is time to move on because there is something else ahead for both of you. And it's no longer at this path together. This path is now diverging and you are going on your own path and she's going on her own path. And I can promise you that there is someone else coming in in the near future until you heal your heart, you will repel this person. So you will need to go on a Mm. journey of self-discovery and healing to really discover who are you now? How has this marriage changed you? What is it that you are wanting to have an experience of life now as this new person? And this new person will come in and meet you there. And the life you will create together will be far more abundant and Mm. joyous than you could have done with your previous partner. And I know that doesn't feel like that now, but you will look back on this and realize how much truth I'm telling you. Mm. And he was like, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) And 
and it ended and I knew I just knew that it wasn't quite landing and I said okay spirit you know you're using me as your vessel so if this person is meant to hear this let him truly hear it and um he he actually was referred to me by someone else very close in his life and I had a reading for Mm -hmm. her within two months of, of this other reading I totally didn't put the two together I didn't realize it at all at the time so we had a oh, reading wow. and she was like, this was amazing. And she's like, it's so weird because I sent this person to you and he said he didn't have a, a good reading with you. And I went, oh, I don't read so many men. <laughs> and I went, uh-huh. I said, so I'm going to tell you right now, he got exactly what he needed to hear. And I think that's the gift of being as mature and doing this for as long of a time as yeah. I am. Because had this been about 10 years ago, I would have been like, I'm so sorry, I'll refund him his money. I didn't know. I, <laughs> you know, I would have doubted myself. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the gift of being now this mature woman, you know, that have been just doing this for 12 years that mm. I knew exactly he got what he needed. And so when I shared that, I said, I'm not going to share what happened in his reading, but I'll just yeah. say he got exactly what he needed to hear. And it was not what he wanted to hear. And she knew she's very intuitive herself. And she's like, oh, I've been telling him the same thing, but until he gets over her, he's not going to be able to hear any of us. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for reiterating what I have also been telling him. It's like the best is truly yet to come. So wow. yeah, it's, you know, again, you're not going to always get what you think. Yeah. That's an example of he thought he wanted to hear from someone in spirit. What really he needed to hear is this marriage is not going to, it, it is meant to pass away at this point or transition, not pass away, transition into him being single, him working on himself and being this new identity of the better version of himself than he could have ever been in the relationship and now calling his true partner. Can we just say how scary that is? I think for us to like, as much as we want to be able to connect to that pureness and that flow of where we're meant to go what's best for us but we get so like oh but I want it to work out like this way but we actually know that that's actually going to be more of a loving like flow more alive way aligned and more than anything we've ever experienced but because we're so conditioned and like staying like this is who I am and this is how I want my story to go that it's like we resist so much that all the flows that come up from that then we have to keep going through these lessons and lessons and lessons till it kind of breaks us open where I like, all right, I guess I surrender to where I'm actually being guided that sometimes we really go into this vicious cycle. And I've definitely, I mean, I'll probably be a little vulnerable that I'm in that right now <laughs> here too. And it's been extremely hard that I'm like trying to like let go and like learning different parts of my myself here. So it's just, it's, it's wild when, you know, like we get so stuck in like wanting it to happen a certain way. But if we actually go where we're being guided, it it could actually be really, really magical there. Absolutely. And this is this was the design of your life. You're meant to go in this other direction. And it's I mean, you can see it looking back or someone who's a total neutral party can see all of these flags of change coming up. But you don't see that as change. You just try harder and harder and harder. Yes. There's a a Buddhist saying that the root of all suffering is attachment. Mm -hmm. And I just come back to that every time I think it's one of my most favorite sayings, because every time I feel like I'm suffering, or every time I see someone who is suffering, what is the attachment that you're desperately trying to hold on to that's trying to release out of your life? Right. So in this case of this gentleman, it was his commitment to marriage was his Mm. anchor. It was who he was. And who am I now if I'm not committed to marriage? I said, it's the commitment to joy. How about that? It's a commitment to change as life presents opportunities to change. 
right? Instead of being rigid that this is who I am, it's so hard to change your identity, right? You, oh. you heard the saying that once you change your perspective, everything changes, your life changes because your identity, your perspective, it's all on your identity. So, but so many of my clients who are grieving the loss of a uh, marriage or they're widowed, you know, their, their partner yeah. has passed away. They often will say, you know, I'm committed to marriage. Like now who am I? So you're still a person that's committed to your commitments and to your word, but what if something shifts, you're allowed to change that. Right. So mm -hmm. I had, um, I used to work in sales and I had a supplier once we were committed in a, a marketing agreement and the marketing agreement was no more, no longer lucrative. The, the cost of the product had gone up and, uh, they were the, the distributor wanted more and more money. And so this vendor came back to me and he's like, she tell, we need to change this agreement. I said, but we, we locked in for a three-year agreement. Like we can't, how do we break that? And he said, she tell the market has changed. We're not, we're losing money on this contract now. I said, but we committed to it. And he said, <laughs> don't commit to a mistake, even when you know it's a mistake. We didn't know it was a mistake at the beginning, but now you're committing to it even after you know that it's a mistake. So really we're allowed to change that, right? Don't commit to making the mistake even after you know it's a mistake. So, so powerful. It's something that kind of, you know, stayed with me all this time. That's powerful. I, I, I want to, so how, going back into like, how did you get into everything? Like when was, when was your like awakening, like kind of moment? Here? So I've been able to see spirit my whole life. You know, I saw um, energy and aura around people. So I see your soul. I literally can see your brilliant, beautiful soul. And yours is so orange and pink. You're meant to be a healer and you're so sensitive and kind. And, and, you know, I know from your astrology chart now why that is too, <laughs> that Libra energy, you're just so empathic. And so you want to take care of people. And I can, even just knowing that I could already know what your childhood is, was like, and, you know, mm. creating this person that's a, um, that's very amicable and considerate and kind also people pleaser, also lacking of <clears throat> boundaries, right? <clears throat> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you don't even, I mean, it's just kind of logical, I guess, you know, to me anyway. So it's one of my gifts. So I was able to see spirit ever since I was a child and, and it never bothered me. I grew up in a very spiritual home. I'm Hindu by religion. So reincarnation and the spirit, you know, passing into the next plane of existence is very normal for me. And my mom is a spiritual healer. So when I would tell her about my encounters and dreams, she's like, oh, that's nice. You know, oh, tell them, say hi. You know, she was not, you know, there was no scariness about it. So I never was kind of painted with that, that experience. But I noticed how different I was from everyone. And I really wanted to be like everyone else. And I was, you know, my parents are, so for those of you who can't see us, I, I'm East Indian. I'm first generation <laughs> Canadian. So my parents are immigrants. My mom's from Malaysia and my dad's from India. And so when they came here and had me and first generation Canadian, all I wanted to do was just fit in. And I think that's the wound of childhood for many of us is we just want to be like everyone else. I just wanted to blend in. But the truth is I'm not meant to blend in. I mean, I think if you ever see me, I stand out. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I just do, right? It's just part yeah. of my, well, I realize it now from my own astrology chart why that is, um, but that's that's not how I was meant to be. And so when childhood, when I tried to blend in, I had to turn all this off. I had to sort of say, I'm not going to do this anymore. And plus it was making me, I feel like almost older than my years, you know, like mm. you should know things about people. So my mom just said, you know, just close the door, just say that that's it. And it almost like a trap door on the top of your head 
just close it. And now spirit's no longer allowed to talk to you. And you can just go about your day and be your, be the way you want to be. And so I, I did that from the age of nine. And it was interesting because before then I was super creative. Like I used to draw color. I wanted to be a designer because I loved fashion and clothing. And then after that happened, and I didn't realize it until looking back really was that I wanted to become a scientist. I became very left-brained, right? Very logical, Hmm. linear thinking. I wanted to be, actually, I wanted to be a pediatrician. I wanted to go into medicine because, you know, being brown, you can either go into medicine, you can go into engineering or pharmacy, right? I mean, those are Yes. (laughs) And I was like, I'll be a, or lawyer, you know? I was like, no, I'll be a, I'll be a med doctor. And so I wanted to go that. So went through, you know, school honors all the way, you know, achiever, right? Remember we talked Mm -hmm. about that, high achiever, (laughs) achieve to receive. And, and then got into university and then things started to shift. I did terrible in calculus and statistics. And I was like, okay, this is not where I meant to be. And I took an extra course to keep my scholarships. And um, it was a law 300 class. And I loved it. Law is like listening to people's lives and seeing what's happened, applying the law. Like it was so easy for me. So I'm like, I'm going to be a lawyer. So I switched my degree into business. I I met my husband in uh, my last two years of university through the restaurant industry of all places. And, um, and then we got married and I graduated with a business degree and I tried to go back and do my law. Didn't work. Didn't work. I got 50th percentile in the law entrance exam every single time I wrote it. I even got tutors. (laughs) Like I was just like, what is happening? And I realized (laughs) that was a redirect from the universe, right? Mm, So mm -hmm. rejection is redirection, which I feel is like something everyone needs to know forevermore. Yeah. It's not, it was not a rejection. It was a redirection. So I decided to, I wasn't going to give up though, because I'm still in control. I'm controlling Chitel at this time. So I was like, I'm going to do an after degree and I'm going to bring up my GPA and then take the LSAT again and get in maybe as a mature student or, you know, in another way. So I got into UBC, University of British Columbia and University of Alberta for two different degrees. My husband proposed to me and then I Mm -hmm. moved to Vancouver to be with him and went to UBC for one week and realized this is not my path. I do not want to take up this, um, degree that was nothing it was English literature I was like no I'm not doing that and then I got into purchasing and sales uh, to purchasing in Vancouver and we did great we traveled all the time like together because my husband and I worked at the same company he's oh wow uh, he's a chef so he was in food services and ironically my my dad is also a chef so that's huh. interesting and I said I'll never marry a chef they're so hot-headed <laughs> and uh, I married a chef um but he's not head-headed So so we had our first baby came back to Edmonton and that's when uh, life started to shift um, financially and for my job. And then I had my second child three years later and that's when all my gifts came back again. And so at this point in time, you know, my foundations are pretty much set. We are living in the place we want to be. We have family around us supporting us with the kids. We have um, all these gifts are starting to come in. And I was like, wait a second. I was supposed to go back into purchasing and retire the VP of purchasing somewhere. And every time I tried to go back down that path, it was a no, they lost my transcripts. I got to the fourth interview of of interviews and they would say no. And again, rejection is redirection. So I was like, what (laughs) now for me spirit? And every time I looked for teachers, the doors would open. I got the most amazing teachers teach me with my mediumship with a world renowned astrologer lived here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And she became my teacher for the next seven years. And I got my certification 
under her tutelage and she's like a giant in the world of astrology and she passed away during covid and i was just like mm-hmm. devastated but also so thankful that yeah. i got this amazing teacher here here and I, I learned in her living room for six years straight every thursday night you know it was wild that i got those you know experiences so naturally with mediumship and astrology, there's a lot of grief and people are going through transitions. And so I wanted to add to that toolkit and went for my grief counseling and then a whole bunch of psychology classes, including attachment theory, polyvagal, all the things I just love, I geek out on like psychology. So I love, love, love that. And adding that in, I also have my coaching designation as well and my master's in coaching. So I, I like certificates. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> achiever. <laughs> that badge is still there, and that's brought me a lot of wonderful gifts. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a what a journey! Like, what what does it like look like for you now? Like, how you know starting your own business, you know, platform and everything. Like, did you used to do like how would readings be for you then before like going online? Like how yes, COVID was <laughs> a real blessing in my world. And I do realize that it was not a blessing for many. So I want to send love to all those who are who are struggling still from what COVID has kind of brought into their life. Um, for me, what happened was so it was uh, I was in a job for 12 years and all the flags have changed. And the spirit's saying I need to bring this up. Um, <laughs> I was in this job for 12 years. Then my boss changed to someone I I the worst boss I've ever had in my life just Mm. an awful, not good with people, not good with managing really crass, like all the things that just, I would tried so hard to work with him, but we just didn't work. We just didn't drive. So that was the flag. Number one, the flag. Number two is I was promised holidays and they said, well, since you didn't get it in writing, even though I remember saying it, but you don't have it in writing, we're not going to give it to you on your 13th year with this company. I was like, okay. And then uh, just a number of things, all my accounts changed over all the people I love to work with went on to other jobs. And I was just like, what is happening? And then someone came in and offered me a new job at the same pay scale with a company who was specializing in seniors living. Of course, what was decimated during COVID? Seniors living, right? This uh, COVID went through the seniors homes here in Canada and just like, it was awful. So there was so much short staff, people were dying, they didn't have enough medical. And so at that's at the early stages, so I'd got on with this new job, January, 2020. <laughs> and here in Canada, COVID really hit, everything started to shut down end of March. So for the beginning of the year, I had a ton of seminars and workshops that I was in for mediumship, for my grief counseling certification. And I told my new job, like I was going to be taking off all this time and they're yet, yeah, no problem. But what was happening, and we didn't kind of hear about it, I think, in the media, was that COVID was already present. And so they call that outbreak status in seniors' homes. So if they're on outbreak status, they won't allow any outside new people to come in, right? They're trying not to spread it, and they're trying to control what's happening in the home. So I was not allowed in to any of my accounts at that time. And I was like, what is happening? But meanwhile, on the other side of it, I had all these coaches that I had fully paid for. And they're like, she tell, like, can you launch something here? Can you launch something here? Can you do something here? And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm going to be here for training. I'm going to be in this city for this. I don't have time. And I literally had Selena was my coach at the time. And <laughs> I said, she tell what you need is more time. She's like, is there any chance you could leave your, your job? And I said, not without $10,000. And then she's like, well, maybe we can manifest that. And I was like, maybe. So when I left my job, uh, not only was it the compensation, not I left my job. So they let me go <laughs> the end of March. 
<laughs> because I couldn't get into any of my, and then everything was shutting down and I was new on the list and all the things. And it was really the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, and of course, with my severance package and what was giving out to the government, it was about $10,000. And I was like, wow, wow, manifest that or what? So we had, you know, sort of three months worth of kind of bank expenses that I could kind of now use to launch my business. And I woke up the next, I, I, so I called all my coaches and they're like, okay, Monday, it was a Thursday. And they said, Monday, we're going to get together and we're going to hash out a plan of what your launch is going to look like, who you want to serve, like all the things. And what, I mean, what had been happening is I'd been seeing people on the side, right? Evenings, weekends, and holidays for three years by this point. So it was kind of an unofficial, like I, I kind of had my business, but I didn't. And I, I made it official at the beginning of COVID, which is quite interesting that I chose to do that at the beginning of the year, not knowing COVID was going to hit. And while well, knowing something was coming, you know, the astrology showed something was big was coming up. But um, anyway, so we ended up, um, I woke up the next morning, so Friday morning, and I had this program, Discovering Your Soul-Led pa Passion and Purpose came and I literally wrote this 12 week course in the span of an hour. I just all like downloaded out of me. And I was like, this is my program. This is my signature program. And I launched it out that day. Like I didn't have a website or anything. I just, and here's what I'm putting. I put it on social media and by Tuesday of next week, uh, the week following, I had 15 people sign up. Wow. I, I made three times my, my, well, like four months worth of salary in, in one time. So it was, it's almost like, you know, the path opens up and things just start to download. And you, if you just follow, you know, those breadcrumbs, it will show you. And I know I mm. feel somebody's listening going, well, that, how could that happen for me? Right. She's lucky, right. But I'm, I'm not lucky. The only thing is I just trusted and I acted on it. No web page, no, you know, formal purchasing system. Like I didn't have Stripe or PayPal back then. I think I just had, um, e-transfers that's all I took at that time and and then what happened was with COVID before COVID I was seeing clients in person so I would see them in my basement I would have to see them on like on <laughs> evenings weekends and holidays and the basement that time was where my kids would their play zone so I had to clean up all their stuff you know <laughs> chase them out from the basement put up my little screens and my you know light my candle and do my thing it. you know and, <laughs> and see people and sometimes people didn't understand it's like your home-based business so they would show up half an hour early and I'm like I'm sorry, you're gonna have to wait in your car in my garage, like or my driveway. Like I can't, yeah, I can't. I don't have a waiting area here. Offer mm -hmm. you tea, like my kids and my <laughs> husband still. You know, everybody's up there, so it was really challenging at the time. But I just did it. I did it for three years out of my home because that's what that's what I did. That's what I knew. And then COVID, I had a coach that was like, "Chitel, you need to bring your people online. You need to bring your people online." I'm like, "No, that's so impersonal." And and then with COVID, I had to. Right? It was just like, "Okay, universe, I'm gonna do this." And I got to see clients from all around the world because I opened mm. up that avenue for them to see me. And now I have clients in Australia, in Barbados, in like South America, all across the US. You like I got to meet yeah. you, right? Like, yeah. oh my God. Like COVID was such a blessing that it just opened my mind up to possibilities that I didn't know existed, number one, and that I had to grow outside my comfort zone and just keep saying yes. Keep saying yes. Yeah. There you go. So oh, good. <laughs> have you um like like how have uh boundaries been with your your clients? Because I would imagine people probably get pretty pretty attached to you. 
too. No, I actually have policies in place for that reason, because as a psychic medium, I mean, I just see your momentum. And I think there's Mm. a fallacy out there that I'm seeing your future, but really the future is written by you. Your choices that you're making in every moment is creating your future. So, you know, back to that gentleman with the the marriage, if he had continued to try to commit to this marriage, that's what I was feeling. His like, want Mm, to, mm -hmm. I almost kind Mm -hmm. of felt like this digging in of my heels and trying to move forward, but can't. And his wife's like pushing him forward because she wants to move on with her life. And it's this, I'm just aware of your momentum. I'm just tapping into what is happening for you. You are making your decisions. And one thing I am very, very, very careful of is giving advice. And you know, you and I work together and I make sure I never give advice. I will just illuminate possibilities for you because as soon as I give you advice and I know we've all grown up in homes, my mom loves to give advice, right? But when we give that advice, we are coming, it comes with karmic attachment and karmic meaning life lessons. So if I was to say to that gentleman, no, keep holding on to your marriage, keep holding on, she's going to come around. And then she finally gets a restraining order. Then he's going to come back to me and going, what come on lady you told me i was going to use the b word (laughs) (laughs) lady you told me this and now look at what's happened now i have a restraining order and this is on my file and i need to travel internationally and look at what's yeah created for me like right i don't i am i've got enough things going on in my own life to now be attached to things that are happening in yours so i always like to illuminate possibilities and i said to him this is happening she has initiated that's a fact and he's like, how do you know? I was like, I, I'm a psychic. Like, that's, I, you're <laughs> correct. And she, he's like, yes, correct. She did that. So I said, now you have two choices. You can try to keep holding on, but she's moving forward. Or you can move on with your own life and realize this is a lesson for you. Mm. And it was right. So it's like, I'm just showing you possibilities for you. So where I prevent, I, so I actually say in, to my clients that this is going to last you a year, this reading, the astrology, tarot, intuitive, mediumship. If it's all going to, it's about a year. So if you want to come and see me after a year is up, great. But Mm. before a year, I'll only make one exception and that's up to six months. And if it's something catastrophic has happened in your life, that's it. So I actually don't, I prevent people from coming back and seeing me month after month after month. And I know I have colleagues out there in the psychic mediumship world that will allow their colleagues, people to come back and see them weekly or monthly or keep coming back to them. And that's a crutch. And I will not be a crutch. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's ethical. And that's giving you false hope. And I'm taking your money when only thing is happening is I'm reiterating the choices that you're making and the opportunities that are available to you. Right. I love it. So uh, you won't let, like someone to get like codependent on like always coming back to you to like get get the answer, making sure that I can't do things on my own. You're like, here's the information. Now it's entire like you're choosing on where you want to go. You know, things can change, but it's your choosing. And, you know, for someone to, cause it, people do, you know, get it like, I need to go get my reading. I need to go get my reading and it's getting that, but then they'll keep wanting to go. And I know some, some mediums too, that have that, like they work with their people that are always wanting to get a, a reading, a reading, a reading, a reading, a reading. I think that, I mean, I think there's an element there then of coaching that comes with mm-hmm. that because there's this familiarity. There's somebody here who actually knows me. I often hear that in a lot of my readings is that I feel like you've actually seen me for the, for the first time. You're one of the only people that's actually ever seen me, especially when I do astrology readings or human design. 
right? I can oh, see I all of those, <laughs> those trauma responses and those cycles and patterns, but those were created by your soul. You designed that to have those experiences in your early childhood to then create this human that has not only gifts and talents, but struggles from them, right? So that pattern then shows up in your life's decisions. So even with the gentleman, when I said you're committed to commitment because you saw your parents were committed to commitment. Yes. And I could feel he wanted to speak to someone in spirit, but that would not have helped him because the person in spirit that he wanted to talk to had never gone through a divorce. So they're not going to come forward other than if they were, if he was to work on his mm -hmm. marriage more, then mm -hmm. that person in spirit would have come forward because they were married till the, the day they took their last breath. So oftentimes we think, you know, again, going back to what we want versus what we need, but the, the mediumship or psychics, they can only help you with what is happening in your momentum and trajectory. You have the power. So I, that's why I offer grief support counseling and coaching, life support coaching, because I use my gifts with those things too. So I have clients right now going through divorce or going through a loss of a loved one or going through a tough time in their life where they want something so badly, but it's not manifesting for them. And they're trying to figure out why that is. So we can often repel our manifestations because mm -hmm. of the trauma response. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. Relationships are a big one. <sighs> has there been i have so many questions where i already i was like oh my gosh um has there been a moment where you have like fell like really hard and learned a, a lot about yourself like get like experienced more downloads and processings like during your fall I like, think looking back, there's a few that really stand out. Um, one was the career piece of like wanting to be so badly a doctor mm -hmm. and then finding out that didn't work out. But again, redirection, right? And I yeah. kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And then law and I kept trying and trying and trying. And I was like, <laughs> that didn't work out. But I think one of like the fundamental things that changed me early on in life was um, my relationships. So I, I was kind of a late bloomer, you know, again, kind of my mom cut my hair till I was in like junior high. And I was, you know, she sewed all my clothes until I was in junior high. So there was a lot of these, you know, I guess, you know, immigrant kind of things that kind of kept me from being cool. Um, but I had my first boyfriend in grade nine, which is just like a couple a month, you know, and everyone I kind of dated up till like even my, my first love, which was in grade 12, um, they all cheated on me. And it was really interesting to me, like this was, and it was very, you know, high school love, um, first love, one of the greatest loves, like he used to write me songs. He was like, gave me jewelry, like just loved like the way mm. that I wish everyone could have their first love to be. Yeah. Um, but we were so from different worlds. And um, at that time, he again, cheated on me as, as our relationship was ending. And I was just like, what is this? And I decided at that moment in time that I was like, okay, I need to just take a hiatus from dating because why, why is this keep happening to me? I'm mm -hmm. the common denominator. Right. But I didn't realize it at the time. And I was home studying for a, um, a university exam and I had Dr. Phil playing in the background. Fantastic. <laughs> it was in the early two thousands. Um, and it was Dr. Phil and he had all these four women on the stage that were just brilliant, beautiful, I feel like one of them was Halle Berry, but I can't remember now for sure, but beautiful, powerful women. And he said, 
tell us a little bit about you and your marital status, right? And um, divorced, uh, just broke up and all of them had been cheated on. And it was interesting when they started to realize that they were each had been cheated on. And he said, so what's the common denominator? And they all looked at each other and they're like, us. And I remember sitting there going, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Like, thank you Taylor mm. for that line, right? That's, I'm the problem. It's me. And I was like, it's, it's me. And so they started to go into the show as to why this was happening for you. And for me, it was happening because I kept dimming my light. I kept being who they wanted me to be because I didn't feel like I was enough. Right. Again, I just wanted to belong. I just wanted to fit in. These are residuals from my childhood of just wanting to fit in. And I'm not good enough the way I am. I'm not meant to, st I don't want to stand out. I just want to be. And so now they're dating me and now I want to be everything they want me to be. Oh, you want to be a stay-at-home mom? I'll be a stay-at-home mom. My mom's like, you're not a stay-at-home mom. You're a worker. Like you're, you're wanting to work. You told me that. And like, well, you know, no, well, Mark said, you know, that might be. And I was like, well, and then he wanted to be the stay-at-home dad. And I was like, sure, I'll be the working mom. And my mom's like, you're an ambitious woman. You don't, you want to be with an ambitious guy? It's like, well, yeah, but that's on him. And like, it just kept like dimming wow. my life. Yeah. Just trying to like fit into a mold. Like I could even just look back and feel how I was just trying to fit whatever I thought they wanted me to be. And of course that's boring as hell, right? No one, no one wants to mm -mm. be somebody that's going to not be themselves. So I kept, you know, really losing people because it wasn't not losing people, but they, they, I was no longer aligned because yeah, who they wanted was my authentic self, but I wasn't okay with being my authentic self. So that sent me on a massive journey of self-discovery. And I went on a two-year hiatus of just, I dated and was with anyone I wanted. I dated everyone and anyone I decided to, to date. I was not going to be in a relationship. I said, the next person I'm in a serious relationship with is going to be the person I marry. And I'll know that person because I'll, and I did this soulmate exercise that I do with my clients now, which is just, I just wrote down all the attributes I wanted this person to have that were non-negotiables for me. And I put it away. Actually, I did it with three of my girlfriends, two of my girlfriends. There was three of us and we all put it away. We wrote, I don't, I couldn't find that list until I got married, which is so interesting. And so, and then I just went on a journey of discovery. Like I traveled, I dated whoever I wanted, I slept with whoever I wanted. I just, whatever I wanted to do, I did. And then I met my husband and I was just like, you are amazing. Like I can't, and it was so interesting because we met wow. two years before we actually started dating and we hated each other. And so I think all of the changes and shifts between that's a whole other episode, but we, when we came back together and he wanted to date me and my best friend was like, you need to date this guy. He's a great guy. He's everything that happened before. It doesn't matter. It was all a misunderstanding. Just give him a chance. And I was like, no, I'm not going to give him a chance. Right. And he convinced me he was so fun. We went dancing one night for my cousin, for my, my best friend's cousin's birthday and he bought everybody a round of drinks and he would dance with me on the dance floor. And those are some of my non-negotiables that you can dance with me. You're generous. You're someone that's dependable and, and loyal. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And we dance on the dance floor and he tricked me and we fell into a bunch of people at the best time. <laughs> and as he asked me for my phone number at the bar, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm interested. And we just kept growing and growing and growing. We got married. So it was that it was wow. because of the cheating it sent me on this path of self-discovery of discovering who I am, what do I like, what do I don't like in all mm -hmm. aspects of my life. And then, and then, then being able to realize that this person was now a match for me. So very, very 
I think that's one of the biggest like disappointments because I was devastated. We had plans to get married and like, I mean, of course, right out of high school, like it's just that puppy <laughs> love kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but it's, you know, looking back on it, I feel like, oh, how silly, but also I love her. I love that part of me that was like so in and commitment and it thought she'd found her person. And, you know, when she was devastated that this wasn't the person and here's this wound of being cheated on come back around again from someone she thought would never do that to her. And I'm the problem. It's me. Mm. What in what about that attracted that experience into my life? And what was it teaching me? That I'm not a bad person, but that I I deserve to be seen and heard and and hold and take space, right? I'm not meant to just fit into somebody else's space. When you so when you came into fully being you and like shining your light and not like you know putting your your light down to actually brighten and not dim you, like how did that feel really vulnerable and kind of scary when you're like, oh, this is it, or did it feel free, powerful? It felt powerful because mm-hmm. I realized I was. I didn't need anyone else to, to yeah. fill me. I didn't need anyone else to complete me. Mm. I know that you complete me line is one of the most toxic lines <laughs> that is ever, know. you know, romanticized <laughs> in Hollywood because it's like, no, you're a whole complete being on your own and people yeah. you meet amplify you. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing is that like, I mean, I've been with my husband now for 23 years and we just had <laughs> our 20th wedding anniversary this year. And it's been like, we were sort of reminiscing about how each time frame is so different it almost feels like we've gone through evolutions together you know from before we had kids to to young babies to now having teenagers and you know we still love traveling together we still love hanging out with each other and as we're each growing into our own like bless him when I said I'm I think I'm a psychic medium he's like I don't know what that is but I want to support you <laughs> I don't understand. I it. It. Are we going to have ghosts in our house now? And I'm like, no. And first of all, their spirit. And second of all, your grandfather is the one that pulls most of the pranks in this house. So why don't you have a chat with him? Right? He's like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely bring a different perspective. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, bless him. He didn't marry a psychic medium, but he married me. And as I morph and mm. grow and evolve. He still loves me. And that was the biggest lesson that brought me to my husband. I like, I'm so thankful for that first love that I had for doing those things and being who he was because it led me to my forever man. Well, I mean, you know, as forever, as long as it goes. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. Thank you. Uh, like, do you think that, like, how, well, two questions, well, many questions, but like when, when spirit comes through like what does that sound like you know like if someone is wondering that within themselves on how they can access as well like what is what does it sound like to access spirit so one of the things I actually really loved about human design is it showed that everyone feels their intuition in a different way and so Mm. wherever that feels for you some people feel it in their gut some people feel it as an emotional response Sometimes you hear things, sometimes you see things, sometimes you just feel something come through you. Like there's many ways. So it's not just one way that someone will feel their intuition and in however way you feel it is the way you feel it. So for me, as I got more in tuned for it, because the more you feel like you've got to control your world, the less you can hear those whispers, those feelings, those nudges that you get. And so that's why one of the, the first things, and I think the best things that, that someone can do is to just be with their own energy. 
So meditation is like the gateway to all things intuition. So having a meditation practice, even if it's just breathing, you know, breathing in for four and breathing out for four and doing that for one minute, that's enough, right? I think a lot of people think I've got to sit there in silence and just meditate. And it's hard. It's so hard, especially because we've been cultivated as a society to be productive, to always be thinking to next, Mm. your next right action. And overthinking is like a number one, I think plagues us all because we're always trying to stay one step ahead of what life is presenting to us, especially if you've had childhood trauma. So that overthinking and now with ADHD on the rise and people really getting diagnosed properly, it is a mind. The mind is always going. It's always searching. It's always taking in. And can we give a rest to the mind and allow that soul side of us to really be felt and to be seen? So I think meditation practice is great. And even if it's meditative, like a walk in nature, or oftentimes my clients will say they hear their intuition in the shower, right? I teach Mm -hmm. a class called Intuition 101, where we really help people, you know, walk away from the busyness of the world and step into that intuition and how they feel it is perfect for them. So it's different for everybody. Um, What would you say that are like, if someone is getting a, a reading, what would be red flags? Like some, cause I, there are some big red flags that I've heard from people getting a reading from mediums and psychics. And I would love for you to give your two cents on that. I think a big red, red flag, like all I need to know is your number, uh, your, your phone number, your email address and your name. And that's it. So I actually even will say in the reading, please don't tell me anything about you. Please don't feed the medium. But um, I know, especially in Canada, we're very like, sorry, and let me help you. And can I show you the way and let me tell you all the things. <laughs> and so a, a red flag is when the medium's asking you questions, like, um, so who do you want to come here to talk to today? Like, who are you hearing from? Like, that's not your job. That's my job to tell them. Um, another, especially in mediumship, when we're having, so mediumship, for those who don't understand, so psychic is my soul connecting to your soul and having that, we're having a soul to soul energy, you know, into um, communication. So as I tap into Dylan's soul, I start to become aware and your auric field is your first part of that is your energy that permeates your body. Your energy is so big, that vitality that beats your heart, that's a synapse of your brain waves is so big. It actually permeates your body and you have an energetic field that surrounds you. And in science, it's called your bioplasma field or your energy, um, your electromagnetic field. All living hmm. things have that field and that energy, it it has a signature that is yours. It's Dylan. And so as I tap into that energy and we don't have to be in the same room for that, I get a sense of who you are. I can get a sense of what you like, what you don't like, what you're going through right now. Oh, I can feel you are busy. <laughs> Even I think that was one of the first things I said when we got, I'm like, oh, you are busy, right? I can just feel that energy and goingness. And as you start to calm down and come into, you know, presence, I can feel that calmness in you. So as a psychic, I'm trained and I have a natural ability to tap into yours. We have that ability to do that with the people in our own lives. So you don't have to be a psych, like, everyone is intuitive. We are born intuitive. You're an energetic being having this human experience. So you have that ability to tap into the people around you and you create cords and connections to those people. So you feel what they're feeling. We are wired for connection. So psychics can tap into that and then now have cultivated their gifts so they can start to see how things were for you past and present and where your trajectory is taking you. What are your wants? So, you know, if you're thinking about writing a book, the psychic should be able to pick up on that and saying, oh, I feel like you're wanting to write a book. 
But if the psychic is saying to you, oh, I feel like you're going to Bali. And I was like, oh, I've never thought of that. Why would I go to Bali? That's not mm. something in me. Then that's a suggestion that's coming in from the psychic. So it's not inherently belonging to you. So I was, the statistics is um, a really good psychic is only 80% correct. So 20% of even what I, and I say that to my clients when I read for them, like 20% of what I'm going to say is going to be absolute bullshit. And it's not because mm. I want it to be, it's because that is where my mind is taking me. And there's part of that that might be, you know, seeping in from my own life or something that I'm feeling for you. So take it as you wish or throw it away if you desire, but it's for you to take what resonates with you and leave the rest. The other thing that sometimes can happen is, well, so I had a client, well, it's like four years ago now, where I could see in her tarot reading, the tarot card showed she's about to lose her job. And I said, you're going to lose your job and not of your own design. So I feel like you're going to be let go. And she's like, no, she tell. I've been there for eight years. I'm not going to be let go. And I was like, you're going to be let go. So I said, <laughs> at the very, very, you know what? And she obviously, that wasn't in her trajectory. She didn't want that. She wanted to stay because it was a paycheck that was helping her. But her own soul's purpose was not that. It was a sales job, but she loved working out. She loved being a personal trainer, but she felt like she couldn't make money at that. So I was like, okay, you are going to lose your job. So get on LinkedIn, you know, upgrade, uh, update your resume, get three references together, be ready and start looking for jobs that you would want instead. And I said, and if I'm a total, you know, I'm full of crap, fine. Right. And I'm wrong, yeah. but if I'm right, you will be set, right. You'll be set up. So just, I'll always leave you better than I found you. Or I, I'll always try to give you hope and excitement yeah. for what's to come. So a medium that gives you doom and gloom things that are coming in or psychic that gives you doom and gloom terrible like run for the hills from that person because the whole job of a psychic medium is to inspire you and enlighten you for what's to come and to give you hope so not everything is going to be exciting you know so her losing her job was one of her biggest fears come to light sure enough six months from our reading she got let go from her company i heard that because i used to work for that company and so uh, and she was bitter she was so angry i was like why come then if you're not willing to hear and then discern so even for mm -hmm. her, if she had just listened and, and taken the steps, she would have got that. But obviously that wasn't in her mental momentum, but it was in her soul's yeah. momentum because the universe was giving her another chance to do what she actually loved. And it was tied to a whole bunch of other things in her life that were not bringing her any joy. So there's that's the, me the psychic piece. Now, mediumship is a connection to our loved ones and spirit for the ability to channel and give messages and, and give proof of life after passing. So we all have the ability to connect with our own loved ones in spirit because they're our own loved ones. So that's the bond of love, right? That bond of love does not cease to exist after you take your last breath. It actually continues on after your breath. And that energy of you, as soon as you take your last breath, transitions into the world of energy. The world of energy is just here. We just can't see it. We don't have the eyes or the ears. We don't have the senses to do, to, to perceive that energetic world. Dogs do right? They, mm -hmm. You see them looking into the corner sometimes or cats, even animals, or they can perceive like earthquakes are coming. They can hear things at a higher sound than, than we can. You know, when you look at the energy spectrum, we can only perceive a small part of the spectrum, right? We can see certain colors. We can hear certain sounds. We can't hear or see other things outside of that spectrum. So yeah. when you think about the world that lives in energy that we're not able to perceive, like even radio waves or um, microwaves and things like that coming into our world, we can't perceive them until they harm us. So with energy, our own vitality, as we take our last breath, we step into the world of energy. And when we do so, we're often, we are always, always, always greeted by a loved one in spirit. 
that has already passed on. So, Hmm. you know, and oftentimes spirit will give those evidence. So um, red flags for mediumship reading is evidence that is very vague. So I had a reading where um, her grandmother came in, this one's coming to mind. And uh, I said, oh, um, I feel like your grandmother's stepping forward. And uh, it's really interesting. I feel like I'm laying down and I go to sleep. And when I wake up, I'm in spirit. So I feel like she passed away in, in her sleep. Would you understand that? She goes, yes. And I said, and I feel like I'm in my home. And it feels like a small little cottage. So would you understand that she passed away in her home? And, and it was a small little house. She's like, yes. And I said, I feel like I'm in like a Scandinavian country, like I don't know, somewhere in like Eastern Europe. And she's like, yes. And so things like that, I don't know about her. I didn't know. Yeah. I said, and as I open my eyes, I'm greeted by a gentleman who has bright, light blue eyes. Like it's striking. And she started to cry. And she said, that was her youngest son. He passed away when she was, when he was just five years old and he had these striking blue eyes and they're in pictures and people still talk about his striking blue eyes. She's like, well, he's, he's now a man and he's grown up because it feels like it's been like 25, 30 years. And she's like, that's exactly how long it's been. So, you know, all of those details, I would never, I don't know them. I don't know her. It's not on Facebook. It's not, you can't Google that right. stuff and find out about her family, you know, nor do I even have time to do that. So there's <laughs> that, there's, you know, all of those pieces of evidence, like even that starting to cry, I know that I've hit truth you know, that they know that this is their loved one. It's not, I don't even want them to see me. I'm just a channel. I'm channel for their loved one to know that her, her grandmother was truly here and seeing her. And then the message that comes is after we have proven without a shadow of a doubt that this is their loved one. So messages can't come, you know, oh, I feel like I have this lady, lady figure present. And I'm like, and then you're interpreting it. Like you often see that with mediums on TV, right? I feel like I have a mother figure present. Who's the mother in spirit? Oh, I have like six mothers in spirit. I have a mother-in-law. I have a grandmother. I have a um, two grandmothers in spirit. I have people who were like mothers to me in life. Who are you talking about? That's not your job as the, as the sitter, as the recipient, as the um, customer, client to mm-hmm. give the information to the medium. The medium is giving you the information. So it shouldn't be like, yeah, I have a mother figure here. Who's the mother figure in spirit? My answer to that would be, you tell me. I don't know. (laughs) I have lots of people in spirit. You tell me who's here, right? Like I am a huge skeptic when it comes to things like this, because it's like proof to me that this is my person, right? Like, oh, I have, I have a mother figure here. Oh, she used to bake. I'm like, I don't know anybody who used to bake. Like, sorry, it's not natural in my culture to bake. And I don't really (laughs) know anyone who would bake. Right. So it's like that, that kind of vagueness of, of information is, is a red flag to me because it's, it's showing me that either you don't have your skills cultivated or you're reaching. Right. So it's, or you might be going psychically where you might be tapping into my spirit and feel like I just had some baking. And so we're just like, oh, I feel like I have a woman here in spirit and she bakes. I, I, like I just baked, is. but that's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping into the Dylan vibes. <laughs> that's how it works. It's so subtle, right? You just don't even know you're saying it. So yeah, that's, so red flags there, mediums that ask a lot of questions, mediums that are asking you who you want to hear from, mediums that are vague as F with their information. Like I really take this craft so seriously because the people who are coming to me are going through grief. They're going through a time in their life when they're really needing support. And you have to have a high level, a high standard for a medium that you're going to go see. 
Now, given that, I also want to say not every reading is like the best for me either. I've had ones where I'm like, okay, I feel like I have a woman here. Um, I feel like this is happening and I'm trying to decipher it within myself. And I've had moments where it just didn't work. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it's not working today. I can feel like it's stopping and starting. It's a yes, no, it's like, it's not working. And I'll often give my, I'll give my clients the opportunity. So within the first 15 minutes, if it's not going, what I'll say is I'll give you two, I'm going to say, I feel like it's not happening today. I'll give you two choices. We can reschedule for another day, or I can give you a full refund. What would you like to do? I say 99% of the time, they always choose to reschedule and it always works on the next go. It always does. Wow. So sometimes like if you really want a reading so bad, like let's say I, um, I had a child in spirit and I really, really wanted to hear from that. And the need in my heart right now that is so prevailing is that want to hear from my son. Then I will be aware as a psychic medium that you have a need to hear from your son. But that need feels feel so big that I might not be able to, your son might not be able to come forward or you might not be able to receive that reading because it's not you're not ready yet and everything it's clouding everything else so I almost feel like when we postpone it to another day the expectations are so low and they don't kind of have that need anymore that it just comes through easier and freer so, so interesting yeah. I just I just went to um my friend is a medium and she just did her an event that was really powerful and she has her own style and there and I was like oh you know I was like meditating before. I'm like, I would love to check in with my brother, maybe my aunt, like my grandmother. And I was like, yeah, no one wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, guys, like I respect like kind of where you're at. But then actually um, I, I had someone else's like best friend that passed come through to me. And I, I was, I was kind of shocked because I was really wanting to connect with, you know, somebody like my family. And it's just interesting when it, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that all, all the time. Like I love it, that it, you brought that up because it actually <laughs> is like whoever has the greatest need. So if you're in a one-on-one -on -one reading, the rule is that you have the greatest need. And so I am meeting the need of your soul in that moment. But if it's a group program or a group reading, mm -hmm. what will happen, or even if there's like two or more. So often we'll say like, if you're going to come into a mediumship, I only do one-on-one -on -one readings in mediumship. But if forever, whatever circumstance you want to come in with somebody else, there's an extra fee to that. Or I've done group readings online and I'll say whoever has the greatest need in spirit will come to speak. So we can't, we don't know as a medium, I can't dial a spirit and go, Dylan would like to speak to her brother. You know, it's, that doesn't work out. It's the spirit with the greatest need when you're in a group environment is going to take the opportunity to come in. Right. So I want you to think about it from spirit's perspective. So let's say you took your last breath today and you passed away. There would be someone you would want so badly to come in and speak to. Mm -hmm. Right. There would be, you would have that person. So as a medium, now I'm sitting across from that person. And the first thing you bring in will be the most important thing. So oftentimes the first sentence out of a medium's mouth or something that they are, they're going to say is going to be your need. And that's going to be the thing that the spirit person wants to hear. You want, they want you to hear now. So it doesn't kind of happen later on in the reading. It happens sort of early on. But when we're in a group setting now and all these spirits have a need, there's going to be an agreement with those spirits on the other side of who will have the greatest need. And there's only so much time, right? And we can't as mediums choose that. So I remember my, um, I remember my first time I was doing, we call it demonstration medium or platform mediumship, 
or you're on a platform or you're demonstrating mediumship and how it works with groups of people. I love, love doing this. I got to get back into it. Um, but when, so there was a lady in the front row that had a, such a big need to, you could feel the need. She wanted to hear from somebody, but the readings kept going to the back of the room. And so afterwards, I remember sitting with my teacher and going, oh, like, I feel so bad that lady in the front row, you know, she so wanted to hear from her someone in spirit. We didn't, I was feeling like a child. And I said, you know, it's not, it's not fair that she didn't get one. And my teacher went, how dare you? How dare you assume that you know the needs of spirit and the people in the audience better than they do? She said, don't you ever feel like you can can just determine who has the greater need? She said, what if she is a child in spirit, but someone in the, in the audience is getting married and their mother's been in spirit for 20 years. And that mother is so sad that she can't be there on her daughter's wedding day. Who has the greater need then, she tell? I'm like, I don't know. Don't yell at me. Um, no, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was very interesting that, you know, our ego wants to get involved and say like this person needs and this person needs and I want to just be there for everybody, you know, people please her again. And she's like, that is not our job. That's spirit's job. So even though your brother and your aunt and everybody's in spirit, oh man, can I feel your brother? There is <laughs> this feeling of, this friend needed to get the reading because she or he or whoever it was needs so badly to hear from this person because they're on the verge of something bad happening to themselves or their own mental state, right? I can feel like their mental state is very, very bad. So that this reading came through at just the perfect time to actually save their life. I Speechless right now. Like when it came through me and Amy was and doing her whole thing and I was listening and I was like, oh, this is for me to tell her. Her. And I was like, let me just sit here in a moment. And I was listening and it sounds, it, it sounds kind of, you know, sometimes it, it comes pretty clear. And then sometimes I'm like, is that what really you're saying? Like there's a, there's an interesting kind of like tone vibration feeling to it. And I knew her when she was a teenager and it, 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 it was just such an interesting, like the more I get in touch with myself and like, sometimes I think sometimes I deny like that I can actually hear certain things and when it came up and the message was just like so clear and I was like I'm gonna need to write this down because I was like I'm gonna forget it I just remember the experience and what she was saying and I was crying and everything and it it, it feels like sometimes when it comes up uh, Chatel sometimes it feels like it's 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 bullshit like I'm like did I make that up like did it feel like a lot and I'm like I couldn't even remotely have said like what what was said like come through and it just it was a profound experience and I'm still like processing. It is. It's not, it sounds weird because it, even as a beginner medium, you're always kind of having this skepticism that comes in. Even, even some me now, like I would never make this up. How do I know this? So, you know, what, why is this image coming up now? Cause yeah. it's not, it, it is your spirit is using your Rolodex of experiences to, you're not actually seeing the spirit person's life. You're seeing a version of it that you have experienced. So it's, there's that these messages. So coming back to what you said is that the, the spirit person that came through had to come through at that time to help the friend because the friend needed it more than you did. Not to say that you didn't need it, but mm -hmm. I actually, I just heard, you, you know, you, you talk to your brother all the time. You know that he's there. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So it's <laughs> not, it's not, you know, he's like, <laughs> What does she need? I'm always here. You know, what, is, what more does she want? But this friend doesn't get to hear that, doesn't get to have that experience. So you, you were the conduit of healing that day. Really, really profound experience. And 
I know that she's still processing like how she's like, oh, interest, interesting. I'm like, I know it sounds interesting. I, I get it. Like you, but take it as however it needs to, but it was a message that need to be said to you. So. And trust yourself in your perception of what's happening. Cause a lot of times my clients will be like, oh, I keep feeling that. Or like I had a client once, um, it was, uh, I think, I can't remember who it was in spirit, but it, they kept showing hearts on the mirror, hearts on the mirror. And I said, I, I keep feeling like he leaves you hearts on the mirror. Would you understand that? And she goes, oh my God, she tell like, I've washed my, my mirrors. I've wiped them down. I even on them. There's no heart. <laughs> I go take a shower and I come back and there's a heart on the mirror. She's like, I can't, I thought I was going crazy. And I said, well, why wouldn't you trust that? You know, you've done everything to show that that's not possible in the way that you would, someone had done that for you, then it must be spirit because there's no other logical explanation. And she's like, she started crying because she's like, I see that it's real now. I see that it's real. So I think oftentimes people just come to me to just for me to validate what they're experiencing is real. It's, it's an, it's a, it's a profound way to be seen. Like, you know, like it's It's the coolest thing. Uh, um, before I ask you a couple more questions, like I don't mean to put you on like the spot and you can answer, but I would love to have you back on because there's just, (laughs) I I knew we talked about this before the call and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just, there's more questions here that I just want to ask and I think that it just feels like it needs to be put out there. So if it speaks to you, I would love to have you back. I would love to come back. Are you kidding me? I love you. <laughs> you too. Love right. Ush. Um, what would it look like for you know someone coming to to work with you, like going on a journey, going to astro- astrology and like reading and everything? Like, like, what does that look like? Like coming into like working with you? Because I, I'm sure it's a magical experience. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of different services, right? <laughs> So it's really, I always sort of say, and people often will, um, my DMs are always full of people going, I, I want to work with you, but I don't know what service. And so I always send them, you know, if you're looking for healing from someone who's, you know, in, in medium show, like in grief, um, someone that you've lost, who's transitioned into spirit or has died, um, then mediumship might be the word mediumship might be the service for you. If you're unsure about what your future holds, tarot might be the offering for you. Mm. Um, if you're trying to heal from the past and, and figure out what your purpose is or where you need to go in the next year, astrology might be a really great opportunity for you. If you're trying to live life more in alignment with who you are, human design might be a really opportunity, good opportunity for you. And if you're not sure or you need grief support, grief support counseling is absolutely an opportunity for you. So and then I also run a whole bunch of different courses and, you know, memberships and things like that, too. Depends. Um, I'd say a really great beginner place to start mm-hmm. would be Intuition 101. If you're wanting to cultivate your intuition, I know, um, you know, it's about a fantastic that. one. And it's starting in October as well. So if anyone wants to get in on that, uh, registration is opening soon for that to the public. So um, that is, that's a great place for anyone who wants to cultivate their intuition and really kind of get deep into how they hear their, their soul whispers and what does Mm. that feel like for them? And then how they call in support, right? From spirit guides and understanding how the energy in your own body works and then how your intuition, you can cultivate it on different levels and ways. So I would say, you know, trust yourself and see what your need is. Um, people don't come and see me when life is going great, right? They tend <laughs> to come and see me when something's 
happening or unsure, or they've yeah. you know, ex- experienced a different, you know, deep loss. Like really who I help are, are women moving through hard transitions in their life. And I help them to cultivate their gifts, listen to their intuition and lead a life of passion and purpose that really lights their soul on fire. I'm sure you've seen some pretty magical things happen with the people that you work with. I'm sure. Oh, it's so much fun. I, I get, I feel so lucky that I get to do this work full time now. And it was something that was in my heart for years. You know, I, I felt ever since I was a kid, I wanted to help people. And every time I worked for nonprofits or for other companies, I make people a lot of money when I work for them. And, but it was never, it was never soul filling until yeah. now you know, this is, I, I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm so lucky that I get to do mm. it. And, and it's not really luck is opportunity meeting preparedness. So I took, I was prepared when COVID handed me this opportunity. Redirection. Like real. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Such, such an honor. I have a couple like, uh, faster round sure. questions for you. And I, I can't wait to have you back on like, my... <laughs> What's your favorite song to jam out to? Oh gosh, I love what are we all moving to kinds of music. I love <laughs> I love metal. I love yes! top forty. I love Britney. I love Taylor. I love <laughs> all of them. I I there isn't um one specific one that I listen to often. I'm actually always listening to podcasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, um, but yeah, I Britney is on my my list lately. I just love all those like. Yeah. Do you like Beyonce? I do like Beyonce, but I like older, dancier Beyonce. Not the one now. Now is like, it's It's... still good to have in the background, but I feel like dancey Beyonce, like when she was singing with Jay-Z, you know? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All of those on my playlist. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you could have a meal with three to four people that are past or alive, who would they be? Um, they're all people that were influential in my, my growth that have passed. So, mm-hmm. um, my old assistant at the keg, Arlene, my teacher, Chris McRae for astrology. She was fantastic. Um, my grandmother, actually both my grandmothers who passed, I didn't know them really hardly in life, but I know them so well in spirit and they mm-hmm. often come to my classes to teach others. And so they're just phenomenal women that I, I wasn't old enough to appreciate the strength and magnitude of their souls until now. So it would be lovely to have them back. Oh, um, it's the last day on earth. What would you like to do? Eat, eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love food. Food is such a 3d experience, right? Like oh good food. Like I'm, I'm born from a, sh- my dad's a chef. Yeah. I, uh, my brother worked in the restaurant industry. I worked in the restaurant industry my whole life. My husband's a chef. Um, my son is just starting on his first job as a busser, you know, in the restaurant industry too. Well, and fantastic. like food is life, like good food with nuanced flavors and dessert and appetizers and oh mm. like all of it I would just eat the whole day <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it um anything that you would like to say to someone like going on their soul journey like any last words of like wisdom or kind of little little things that you would you would say because sometimes it, it's very scary but in, in a in a really beautiful home way where when we start to really go into the the soul path of our of ourselves 
that soul path is one that can be quite difficult, especially if you were grown, you know, grew up in a home where you were tr- told not to trust yourself or um, intuition and spirit is kind of ungodly, even though it's strange, it all comes from the same place, but it's about, you know, control. So when you're on this journey of really discovering your intuition and who is your soul and the temple of God that lives within that just trusting that the universe is always showing you the next path and be strong and brave and courageous to take that step. So if that step is intuition 101, then take it. If that next step is a meditation class, then take it. A lot of my clients and participants in intuition 101, take it in secret. Their parents or their family (laughs) or their husbands don't Mm -hmm. even know that they're taking it because it's so scary. It's so foreign to the people in their life. Because what I know for sure is when you're going on this soul journey is you are starting to change the frequency of your life and of who you are. And that frequency change changes the people in your life as well. And you're giving people an opportunity to either rise up and meet you in this different frequency or to fall away. And that can be really tough when your whole identity is wrapped up in the people around you. So it's not an easy journey because you are going to be changing. Your loved ones are going to be changing. The people you like to spend time with are going to be changing. The conversations you have are going to be different. I can't talk about the weather and golf and crap like oh that Oh, my anymore. God. I like talking about <laughs> what did you transcend from? How was your dreams? I love dream interpretation. Mm. So people often say, oh, I had this weird dream. I'm like, tell me. I'll, I'll interpret it all, right? <laughs> it's the best. Like I, my conversations are not are so fun, and I cannot, I cannot be in the room of the people I used to be with and talking about you know, the food industry and sales numbers and blah blah. blah. Like it's just so boring. And so let's go out and get yeah. uh, drunk on the weekend and happy hour and oh. uh, like bitch about certain like those. Who I'm did like, you oh. sleep with? And this person's yes. doing this yes. and the drama. Like, I, when someone does that now, I'm just like, what do you think that that lesson is teaching them and you? Because you're attracting that into your world because it's reflecting something back to you, and they're like, what? Right? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> what so I just um I repel people like that now I truly repel it because if you're not going to be good like really true to who you are then being in my world just doesn't fit so but I mean that takes time at the beginning it was really scary feeling like I was separating I was more in the joy of the experience and the journey of exploration so lean into that the joy of exploration of true self Mm. Mm. So many identities that we go through. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. I adore you. I love you so much. I love you, Dylan. Thank (laughs) you for having me. This has been so much fun. Gosh. I'm just so good. I'm so excited for the the next uh conversation. And I also um where do we find you? Like if you have anything coming up, I know the one in October, but let us know on that. Uh, So I'm on, I'm, I'm really active on social media. So if you're on Instagram, that's where I like to be. It's she tells story. Um, just my name is my handle on Insta. And I am on Facebook as well under story of spirit is my, my business page. Um, and I post about the new moons, the full moons, the astrology. Um, I think one of the best places to be is in my newsletter list. So every Sunday I send out a newsletter with the astro forecast for the week ahead. And I record it and it actually uploads to YouTube on Sundays. So you're, if you're on my YouTube channel, you'll find my astro forecast weekly there. 
Um, and I, I have been doing that now for three years diligently. I don't miss a week. So the astro forecast helps you to navigate the energies of the week ahead to be forewarned is to be forearmed as my teacher, Chris McCray used to say. So I like to put that information out there with the most positive and enlightened way possible, because we're in for some, some interesting transits this year, that's going to help us in our soul's evolution. So this podcast is meeting you in the time of your life that you need it the most trust. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love that. And I love watching your, your things on what you post on like social media, like on Instagram too. Like you just, you always have a light about you, but how you present it is just so like light and digestible and everything. And it actually leaves you kind of excited. Like you're like, Oh, cool. I channel all my posts. (laughs) I know I've had social media people that are like, Oh, let me handle your social media. And I'm like, I actually channel all my posts, the, the topic, the description, the, the caption, everything I, I channel all of it because it's what people need to know and hear. And I also share obviously of my own journey and things on there too. So, and it's, it's a mix of grief, astrology, enlightenment, you know, topics with self-development, intuition, all the things. So good. It's so, so good. (laughs) Definitely my, my aligned people. That's for sure. (laughs) I feel the same way about you. Thank you. Um, guys, I hope that you enjoy this episode, like, and go check out everything that Chattel is like offering and, uh, go swim in her energy. Like you will not be disappointed on, you might be a little scared on what comes up for you, but to trust on like where you're being, where you're being guided. And it's really just nothing, but it's, it's love, it's love and the conditioning. That's really kind of like melting, melting and releasing within yourself to come more and more into your internal home. So and just always trust that what is coming in is for your highest and best. And there's always an opportunity in, in what yeah. you're receiving. Right. So it's, it's only scary if you're attaching, you know, attaching mm-hmm. to suffering, attaching to something that feels like it's trying to fall away. It actually can feel really exciting and enlightening if yeah. you allow it to be so thank you and if you do follow me or you you're new to me please drop a message and say i found you on dylan's podcast yeah so I can thank you for watching and thank you for listening and and yes i am i'm always in my dms i i'm always messaging people back um i'm an in, I, like i said i'm an extrovert and i love connection and community it's something that is literally inherent in my human design in my chart i cultivate community wherever i go so yes and you'll, you'll feel that you're, you're completely so thank you so much until next time guys just thank you for always being here and just uh keep choosing choosing you i also want to mention that my book is now currently open for two to three soul divers that are ready to go on to this soul cleansing journey that are ready to do the work within themselves but are ready to evoke those truths that are coming up that are holding you back to see what that pain point is right now for you. Maybe there's something where you feel stuck in. Maybe there's something that you're just craving that inner fire within yourself. Maybe you feel so good that you just want more. Whatever that point that's bringing that elevation of that emotion that's getting your attention right now, that's craving more, craving a breakthrough, Let's connect. How we do that? How do we do a soul cleanse journey? We do it through physical movement. We do it with breath work. We do it with meditation. We do it where 
I ask you deep evoking questions to see where that lands in your soul, in your heart, to open you up and your spirit to even more of yourself, where you can't deny your own truth. We can add in yin yoga. We add in Reiki. We all, I add in all these different modalities. And this is your unique journey. No one has the same journey. It's by listening to what things we're calling for within ourselves. We're saying, is this it? I know there's more out there. I know there's more within me. That is going to be your beautiful voice that's leading you to more, more expansion, more of your light, more of everything that you could even imagine. If this touches on something, please reach out, reach out, reach out. And if it touches on something, but you're not ready to reach out, honor where you're being led. Honor where you're being led. To stop ignoring your own truths. You're only making yourself sick. And you deserve nothing but the absolute best in your life. Soul divers, continuously take care of yourself. And surround yourself with people that can deeply see you. But the most important secret is, is for you to deeply see yourself. I can't wait to connect with you. And if you're just here, just listening, I'm so grateful for you to be here. Thank you so much for being here and share this with somebody that may have this hit them in a certain way. Maybe you want to do a soul cleanse journey with a friend or a partner or family. Reach out. I get so inspired and lit up by taking humans into this deep evoking journey within themselves. It is the most beautiful transformative thing I've ever seen within people. You get to come into this light within yourself that you didn't even know was there. You are the light. And I know that might sound super cheesy, but it's true. We all need to shine and be our own unique lights in this world. Thank you so much for being here and continuously to choose you. <laughs>